Guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. That business with scalability was very interesting to me. I like building something that has legacy. The sponsor of today's show is Evest, a digital brokerage firm founded with the vision of bringing trust and credibility to the world of online trading. Evest provides investors with better opportunities in the online trading industry, offering self-trade service with high level of security and secured global licenses. Evest offers 100% reliable stocks with zero commission. What another busy week it's been in Dubai. I personally attended a couple of industry events. There was a Next TV series conference where we talked all about the future of the industry. And there was also the next day, there was a Connect TV webinar by the IAB, an industry body where 150 industry people attended. Uh, and we talked about Connected TV and what we're doing on Smashy TV as well. Uh, but Dubai is buzzing. I said I'd say it every week and it really is. There's just so many events. Like if you blink, you miss them at the moment. Really do check out Love in Dubai and see what's happening at the weekend because every weekend you can't be everywhere. Uh, there's so many events. Dubai Fitness Challenge started since we last spoke. Uh, Dubai Bling really took hold on Netflix since we last spoke. Uh, but today's interview is a homegrown brand. It's really interesting conversation. I was pleasantly surprised uh, with the with the story behind it, and I learned a bit as well about the comic industry, and then learned about another huge event that's coming up at Dubai Expo City uh, in a week or so, uh, Popcorn Middle East. So enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. This week, we've got a cool uh, double industry, shall I say, on the show today. Uh, it's Dr. Sharifa abdul Qadir. I hope I said that right. Uh, yes, you did. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. And then she's the owner and manager of Speedy Comics Cafe, uh, inspired by movies and pop culture. Uh, and it is a destination to unwind and share conversations with uh, like-minded people and interests. So we're going to hear all about Speedy Comics Cafe, the F&B industry in Dubai, and then a look ahead to the future. Good morning, Shrifa. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. So where are you now? Right now I'm at home. You're at home. So okay. uh, I'm, I'm lucky to be home. Yes. You're lucky to be home. I'm, I'm either in... Sorry. I'm either in my cafe or I'm in the store. So one of the two places or in our main office. But today I'm, I'm happy to be home. And we, yeah, I was going to ask, would you normally work in the cafe? But you have you have three places you can work from. Yeah, I'm really lucky. So cafe, store, cafe and store is one. Our offices are even home. So add home to fourth place. <laughs> Very good. Interesting. So can you tell us a little bit about Speedy Comics Cafe and how it came about? So do you want what I tell people or the real story? <laughs> <laughs> the real story. <laughs> the real story. Okay. My story. So I don't know if you know this, but Speedy Comics, we used to have a branch in Basha before we have our current branch in CityWalk. And it was a small place. Um, there was only one chair in the store. Um, and then there were all these comic books on one chair. So I would go with my husband there and we'd spend 
so much time there. And I would just sit there and sit there and complain and complain and whine. <laughs> and I would get really frustrated because he'd be like, five minutes. We're just going there for five minutes. And I'd be like, okay, fine, five minutes. Promise five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. Five minutes would turn into 10 minutes, 20 <laughs> minutes, 30 minutes. And, you know, I'd walk around the mall. There's no place to sit. I'd sit outside. I'd come back in and I'd be like, you know, you can't even get a cup of coffee in this mall. So my husband's like, so why don't you sell it? So I thought, hey, you know, why don't I sell it? I'm like, let's get a bigger place. Let's move. Let's have your comics and let me open my coffee shop. And that's where the idea came from. Uh, when and when I thought about it, huh? When was this? Sorry. This was in 2000. So we've been around since 2017. Not many people know this. We started off as a small booth in Comic-Con and we grew and we grew. Then we opened up a store in Barsha, a tiny one. And then in 2020, we opened up in CityWalk right before COVID. <laughs> so we opened on the 4th of March and we closed on the 20th. Brilliant. And um, yeah, we were like closed on and off for like almost a year and a half. And the, ca the cafe never, never took off. Like we did all the plans for it. We had the setup, the wiring, the plumbing, you know, all the headache with the contractors, but we never opened until like a month ago. So finally, yeah, it was in hold for almost two years. We opened the cafe. So that, that in itself is, is like something I'm really proud of that, it was put on hold for two years. COVID came, but we're open now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm so, I'm so proud of that. You must have been so many things to unpack there, but you're obviously a resilient person to stick through that last two years and not give up and get the cafe open. I don't know if it was resilience or this thing in me. My husband's like, so like it's been a month. It's, the cafe's not open. Two months, three months, four months, five months. I'm like, okay, enough with the months. It's two years, but it it happened. You know, it happened, and I'm 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 grateful for that. So I really like the origin story. You mentioned Comic Con, which is obviously uh, you know well known and uh, an industry sort of event. They have it in other parts of the world, and they have one here. And can you tell us a bit about that? Uh, used to go to them did you rent out a stall did you have comics at home or where did that come about so there is the original story my story my husband's story and the truth I'll, I'll give you a <laughs> I'll give you something in between so he collects comic books and um like it was not the normal collecting like everywhere you looked there was comic books comic books in our living room comic books, you know, in the storage, in the cupboard, under the bed, like boxes and boxes and boxes of these things. And I, I had, I was like, you know, this is not normal. You have so many comic books, like, you you, you know, you, you need to sort this out. So, you know, I, I was like, you know, put them in storage or, you know, take them away or do something with them. He always tells people that I threatened to burn them. I don't remember if that's correct or not, but uh, along those lines, my son, the, our oldest son, he came to me and he's like, you know, mom, these comic books are worth a lot of money. So I'm like, really? They're worth a lot of money? So he, I'm like, so how much is it worth? He goes, it depends on the book. I'm like, okay, what's the most expensive uh, book worth? He's like, you know, they can be sold for like millions of dollars. So I said, really? I'm like, then why does no one have a business like that if it's so, if it's so you know, profitable? So he's like, um, you know, you have to know about it and you have to get into it. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Comic-Con's here. 
why don't you and your dad set up a stall? Go there, take the books, sell them, see how you guys do. So that's when it started. We had a small booth, a small table, and it was me, my son, and my husband at Comic-Con, and that's how we started selling. We did, we did pretty good, and I thought, okay, you know, like that was my test run to see, like, is, could this be a viable business here? Do people want comic books, you know? Um, is there a demand for them? And the answer was clearly yes. So that's how we started. And then we went back the next year with a bigger booth and we became Meet the Stars sponsors the next year. And it went on and on and on until now we have a huge store in City Walk. Uh, we're hosting PopCon and now we're launching our cafe. Wow, what a story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, so how old was your son when he said this, when he knew that they were valuable? Well, he knew very young. He was like 14. You know, at that time, he was like 14, 15. Now he's 18. Um, and he was like, you know, because I, I was like, why are these books so important to your father? Like, I, explain it to me. I just don't get it. And he's like, no, it's about nostalgia. It's about history. It's about, you know, people reliving their memories and they read a book and they, you know, they're transported to another time and age. And I'm like, all that from this book, mm. you know, like, are people crazy? <laughs> and uh, he's like, no, no, mom, <laughs> you don't get it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, explain it. Yeah. So he he actually you know he he explained a lot to me and he told me like he he actually taught me like you know these books are valuable you know it's important to to baba you know so then i thought you know what it's nice to have a passion it's nice to have something that you love and i'm very for like you should you should you should pursue your passions if it's possible not everybody can work in a career where they're, you know, pursuing their passions and they're happy about it. But you should have hobbies. You should have things that you like to do. You know, that's what makes you interesting as a person. So I thought, now, if I get rid of all these books, there's his passion gone. I mean, what's he going to get excited about? You know, this is something he loves. I do all the stuff I love. So I, I thought that, you know, hey, let's let's take on this project. Let's see how far it can go. Let's see what you can do with, with this with this passion of yours. And um, like I thought, okay, you know, it'll be a business, he'll manage it. And and but I kind of got sucked in slowly, slowly, slowly. And now I do most of the operations for the store. You know, he's the knowledge, like in terms of the comic books, what's he what he wants to do. So it's like, hey, I want to do this. And I'm like, hmm, okay, this is how we do it, kind mm. of thing. That's how it works. Um, and we're all involved. I'm involved. My husband's involved. The kids are involved, you know, each one in their own little way. Like everyone contributes. And that's what makes it so much fun. It's great. And so I believe you should have fun. You should have fun when you're working. I mean, you spend your whole life working. Why wouldn't you want to have a little bit of fun with it? It's a yeah. lot of work. But um, at least you feel like, okay, I'm working. I'm working with my partner. Uh, that has its pros and cons, but mostly cons. I mean, pros. <laughs> Mostly all the, all the fighting and all of the, you know, the arguments, you know, in the end, when you see the results and you see, oh, things are working and things are moving in such a wonderful direction, you feel so happy and proud. You're like, ah, oh, it's worth it, you know? Yeah. Uh, th that's how I feel about the business. We'll talk a little bit about the industry in a second, but just to unpack it a little bit more. So, uh one can go into Speedy Comics and City Walk and purchase uh, a comic book. Are they 
historic? Are they collector's items or can you get the latest copies as well? So our specialty is mostly vintage comics, like the older stuff. Mm. We do have a few of the newer stuff, but our, our prime focus is, you know, all, all the old stuff. We have a lot of stuff from, you know, there's different ages, like golden age and the silver age. So we try to focus on that, but we don't just stick to that because our, our whole mission is we want to create a community. So we try to have items that you can buy starting from 35 dirhams all the way up to 300 millions of dirhams. So we have all those different price ranges. Um, it depends on what you're looking for. So you can come in and you can buy a comic book. We have old, we have new, um, we have the collector stuff, we have the high-end stuff. We have something for everyone. Yeah, interesting. And so they purchase it. And then wh- where did the idea for the cafe to come about? Is that something that you're, you, you've been in the industry in the past or is it just something that you thought was a natural fit? Well, when we did the numbers, you know, uh, because, you know, when you when you do things that are community based, you kind of need to make sure that your business is viable. Mm. So in terms of the cafe, it just made sense. You know, F&B is something that usually works. People, you know, um, I mean, everybody eats, everybody drinks, right? Not everybody buys comics. So just because we wanted to cater to a wider uh, a wider market, the cafe, it, it made sense, you know, number wise. Besides the number, the numbers thing, it's when when I thought about the cafe, like I sat down and I actually thought, okay, do I really want to open up a cafe? I mean, there's so many cafes, you know, but the idea is if you're an adult, you know, you've grown up, you know, but you used to love comics. The idea is you come to the cafe, you sit down, you know, you look at the comics you used to read and you're reminded of all the feelings you felt as a kid. You know, how it felt to feel like you were invincible, like, you know, you could do anything, that you could be your own hero, that, you know, that you could achieve and accomplish. That's what I want people to feel when they come to the cafe, if they're an adult. If they're a child or a kid and, you know, this is a whole new world to them, I want them to come to the cafe and think, oh, wow, this place is cool. I want them to make memories there, you Mm. know. And if you're a teenager, I just want it to be a cool place for you to hang out. So it's all about creating that community, you know, young, old, young. It really doesn't matter. It's just your love of comics, your love of heroes, your love of, of what makes you, you know, excited and passionate in your life. Interesting. And so you and your husband set this up together. Is this, are you, do you both do it full time now? And were you entrepreneurs before this as well? So we have a lot of other businesses, you know, the board stuff like real estate and, you know, a bunch of other companies. But uh, and I I started out my career um, actually uh, as a doctor, but uh, I, I didn't pursue that. I changed careers. I went into psychometric assessments for profiling, you know, like I profile people to decide before if their profiles and personalities match the jobs that they were applying to. Hmm. Um, I did that for a number of years, uh, worked in an amazing place. I used to work for Dubai Customs. Uh, now I have left that be- to focus full time on this business because it's grown so much, uh, needs a lot of time and care and attention. And uh, yeah, I'm committed full time to this now. And your husband? He's pretty much the same. Um, in and out, but we still have our other things that he attends to. So I mainly handle the operations of the store. 
like all the boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay, cool. Uh, let's move on to a little bit about the industry. I really want to uh, talk a little bit about comics and get educated a, a little bit and refresh my nostalgia as well. But firstly, on the industry in Dubai, are there many other uh, similar comic book stores? There are comic book stores in Dubai and there are people who sell comics. It's a very niche market. There are a lot of people who sell online, you know, uh, just because, you know, you don't have those overheads. It's easier. Um, there's we have our, our one of our cousins. He owns Comic Stop. He sells comic books, but he's more into the, the, the latest ones, like the modern age comics, you know, and graphic novels. There, there, there are there aren't that many, to be to, to be honest. Um, it's more of an online thing, I would say. Okay, interesting. And that you brought up online. Uh, so the other thing about online, other than selling, is that print has moved online in terms of yes. uh, storytelling, and you know, and and how it uh, you you focus on the sort of uh, historic ones, the you know the uh, vintage comics. So that's obviously uh, you know fine but uh but how has your industry been disrupted with uh the sort of with digital basically so you see with digital it's um like if you want to read a comic book like even me if i wanted to read a comic book an old vintage one i wouldn't open up my comic book i would go online and i would read it just because i wouldn't want to damage it Mm. Uh, so most people are reading their comic books online. Uh, the, the industry is moving in that direction. But if you're a collector, you would still want the, the original, the actual book. Mm. So it really depends on what you're into. A lot of people ask, do you think digital will take over? Um, it has its own place and its own direction. And definitely the whole world is moving in that direction. But what we focus on in Speedy Comics is more of the experience. Mm. It's you're not coming there just to buy a comic book and leave. You're coming there to have an experience, to speak to other people who love comic books, to talk to them about it, you know, to share your views on certain characters and how you think they could have been better. Or you talk about the different stories. So our focus is on the whole experience because you don't get that nowadays. Like I can go online, I can click, I can get something from Amazon and it's there in two seconds. But that interaction is is what's missing. And that's what we're focused on is that interaction. You know, we try to do community-based um, activities now and then, you know, get-togethers, gatherings. So it's just, it's that friendship that we're trying to, to focus on, create, you know, that's what we're all about. Amazing. Interesting. And the name is Speedy Comics. Uh, I'm not brilliant at this, but there is a character, a comic book character, Speedy. Is that where it came from? DC Comics? It came from, actually, um, I don't know if you know the character Speedy Gonzalez. Okay. You know how he runs or when he zips around really, really, yeah. really fast. So when our oldest son was younger, that's how he was. Literally, it's like he ate batteries and he would just run around and run around and run around. So <laughs> my husband was like, I'm going to call it Speedy Comics. I'm like, Why? He's like, you know our inspiration you know he was our inspiration he gave us the idea you know and i'm gonna that's what i want so i'm like okay sounds it sounds right it's a cool name and you've got the kind of yeah that nice logo going on as well so there's also uh, just a quick search online before we spoke there was i see comics uh with uh famous or well-known icons like hulk superman 
Thor, Justice League. Uh, are they part of the vintage comics that you would have that you have uh, collections of? We do. We do have different comic books. You know, like we have stuff really, 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 really old. You know, <laughs> we we have a few of those. Like if you have those, you're really, really lucky. You know, if you have something that's that old, like a first appearance of Thor or a first issue of a certain comic book, that's where, you know, um, things become valuable. That's what collectors and investors, they look for. So when you know, like, okay, how old is the book? Is this the first edition? Is this the first appearance? That's when you know, okay, this might be worth something. So in the movie industry, so when Disney bought Marvel and then they started releasing all these uh, movies, uh, you know, the Marvel franchise and all the, all the IP around that, uh, it's really blown up, right? They're the highest grossing movies of all time, many of them. Yes. Uh, has that sort of, uh, I'm sure that's sort of related to people making more valuable of the older comics because, yeah. Definitely. Like what people do is like, if you have a comic book of a character and they release a movie and it becomes a hit, the price skyrockets overnight. Mm. You know, um, if you have a comic book who was drawn by an artist and unfortunately if the artist passes away, the price goes up and it, it, the price will increase. So there are a lot of factors that contribute to what makes a book valuable. Number one, is it, is it rare or not? Um, is it a, is it a hero that people want? Is it a hero that people like? Is the artist alive? Um, was there a movie made? Was there a series made? All these things affect the price of a book. It's kind of like you don't know at any what given time when your book might become valuable overnight. So that's why collectors, you know, it, it's like, oh, you know, I hit the jackpot. I got this book and now it's worth this much. It's, so I think that's what makes people excited about it is that you just never know when something you have is going to turn into gold. You mm. know, I say comic books are better than gold, actually. Because when I see how much they can increase, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Don't buy gold, buy a comic book. You know, when my when my sisters, when they had their babies, you know, here usually we give gold. I didn't give gold. I gave them like graded comic books, CGCs. I'm like, that's going to go up. <laughs> you keep that. Brilliant. So you do believe in it. It's amazing. And, you know, I see photos of the store. You have so many comic books. So, you know, obviously your husband collects them, but has his collection habits and purchasing changed now because he's selling more so it's it's no longer a personal collection it's commercial collection and then how does he source them online or does he go to other fairs as well like at comic-con so i'm happy to say in terms of his spending habits <laughs> and in terms of what he buys he hasn't changed but the good thing now is that it's regulated in terms of how much he buys, you know, what he can buy. If you give him a million dollars, he will spend a million dollars. If you give him, you know, five, he, he will spend whatever you give him. So at least now, you know, because it's a business, there's an allocated budget every month. This is how much you have to spend, you know. He usually goes over, but I don't say much because he's very good at picking out uh, good books. He has a talent for that. You know, he just naturally, he has those instincts where he'll pick a book and then it's like, you know, two, three months down the line, it's tripled in price. And I'm like, oh, okay. And um, the thing is, even when he sells, he's very particular about who the book goes to. You know, it's like, it's like someone's adopting a child. 
you know, he'll, he, <laughs> he's very particular about, okay, you know, why do you want this book? Are you a fan? Do you really love it? Is it going to go to a good home? What are you going to do with it? So that passion is there, which is nice because among collectors, they kind of exchange books sometimes. They exchange books, you know, they go back and forth, they sell them. So, I mean, it's nice to know that he still has his passion. Interesting. And so uh, he definitely sounds passionate about it. Um, so what what else, you know, does he have a specific passions? Like, because this industry is quite broad, right? Like, you know, it can uh, touch on anime, it can touch on gaming and, and things like that. Uh, do you find you, you know, we hear that anime is very popular in this region as well. Do you, yes. do you have uh, anime copy co- uh, comics and uh, are they popular with customers? Anime, I'd say, is like the trend here. Like everybody here, they love anime. Um, I think sometimes, you know, when, when you look at the market, definitely, like even me, I love anime. You know, uh, their animations are amazing, their stories. And, and for some reason, I noticed, especially the local community, people relate to anime much more than they can relate to other superheroes. Mm-hmm. That's what I see. Um, in terms of anime right now, all we have like trading cards, we have some books, but our collection is very limited. Um, we're planning on expanding in terms of in terms of what we supply. But as of right now, it's mostly vintage comics. You asked if he had a favorite, like he always goes for the golden age, like anything Superman related. Like his love is he that's his favorite, like his favorite character. Superman. Superman. <laughs> it's a good character. I actually like anime a bit more because I find, you know, like I like the fact that they have so many episodes, you know, and you always have something nice to watch. Um, very creative. Like I love it. Like I sit and I watch anime with my kids, you know. Um, I'm very behind on a lot of my shows, but uh like anime is something nice. It's it's something you can sit with your kids and you can watch and you can enjoy. And it's nice to connect to your kids. It's, it's hard these days, I think, to connect with them. You know, everything is so fast. So it's nice to have something where, okay, guys, let's just sit down, chill together, watch something. You know, uh, anime is something I enjoy because there's so many episodes. <laughs> and do you sell other things as well? Do you sell sort of merchandise and even uh, content uh, and other things as well? And you obviously sell online too, right? We sell online. Uh, so we sell Funko Pops. Um, we sell comic books. We sell T-shirts. We sell hoodies. We sell hats. We sell toys. Um, Funko Pops is also, if you collect comics, you probably collect Funko Pops. And what's special about our Funko Pops is we've got a lot of like limited Funko Pops, stuff that you can't get here. And on top of that, we have a lot of Funko Pops which are signed by celebrities. So even our comic books, even our Funko Pops, you can get them, you can get, um, you can buy them and they're already signed by certain celebrities and they come with their certificates. So Funko Pops are these little characters, like dolls or they're little characters. Is that is that unique? Can you explain a little bit about what they are? So Funko Pops, you'll see them, you know, you'll see them everywhere. They have these really, really big heads and these re- these black eyes. And, you know, a Funko Pop, you know, they base it off of a character from a movie, a character off of a TV series. It can be based off of a celebrity, you know, an actor, um, a superstar. They could be off of singers. 
They could be off of, you know, uh, sports celebrities. So you could have a Funko Pop of basically any person in the world made. And you know you're important if Funko makes a Funko Pop of you because, you know, they won't just make a Funko Pop of anything or anyone. They make Funko Pops because people buy them. And people go, they buy them, and um, signed by him. So people, they do that, and then they collect them. Okay, now I'm I'm definitely more convinced. That, uh, it's fascinating. The, the famous sort of Disney CEO investor, Bob Iger, recently invested in Funko, the company. Uh, so that's the same person who bought, you know, Marvel and Star Wars and uh, Pixar for Disney and, and a media investor. So they clearly believe that Funko is a valuable IP and that, you know, if you have the characters and if you have IP, then you can make more movies and more things about it as well. So it's obviously a very interesting space. Definitely, because look, uh, comic books are a very niche market. Funko Pops, actually, more people like Funko Pops than they do comics. Because like, I might not know anything about comics, but I might have a favorite uh, TV series. Like I might like, for example, Rachel on Friends. And then I'll see her Funko Pop and I'll be like, hey, you know, I want that. And Mm. I'll buy it. Or I might see, oh, you know, there's a Disney princess, there's Jasmine, I really like her, you know, I'll buy that. So Funko Pop, more people, you know, it's just it's easier to relate to. I like this character. Oh, that's her character. I'm going to buy it. And then people start, you know, collecting. Like if they have a favorite TV series, they'll collect everyone in that TV series. If they have a favorite cartoon, they'll collect everyone in that cartoon. So Funko Pops have a wider reach and more people like them. Uh, they're easier to sell comic books. You kind of have to know a little bit about them, mm. uh, you know, to be interested enough to say, okay, I'm going to start collecting full time kind of thing. Interesting. And the comic book pricing and in the industry, is there sort of, is there any regulation around that or do you get the prices online? Are there, are there auction type websites that people sort of buy and sell or is it eBay and Amazon and uh, how do how do you stay on top of what's popular and what, and how do people research it? Well, thank God for the internet. So, so when we have a comic book, you know, you have certain comic books, you know, you know, standard pricing, you know, you calculate how much you bought it for. There's cost of shipping, you know, there's the fact that, you know, you know, we have retail store and we have prices and overhead. So we calculate all that and then, you know, we give it a price. But then there are other books which are kind of, you know, you have to go online and do your research. You need to see what they're going for in the market. So the final price will depend on, you know, we look at the price online, um, what it's going for in the market, calculate our shipping, and then we add in all our costs and then we come up with the price. Having said that, there are certain uh, books. We have two areas of our store, the normal area, and we actually have a real life vault where you can go in and we have books locked up. Those are the really, really valuable books. Before anyone of those books are sold we do have to do a price check to check you know what's its price in the market not because um we're afraid of you know selling too high sometimes we're afraid we're selling too low something might have happened overnight and the book is doubled and we weren't aware of it so we have to go online and we do our price checks we check on what's it going for in ebay what's it going for on amazon um and certain books you know when they're so 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 rare they're actually auctioned off like you can't buy them you can only buy them through auction so it's it's not very straightforward in terms of pricing for the very rare and wanted books Mm. you have to research the price you need to cross check it you need to make sure you're not underselling 
you know, include your, you know, all those other costs as well. Interesting. And it, so uh, it's kind of like collecting art in a way, but, uh, and do you have, are Christie's or auction houses involved in uh, auction off comic books or is there a central body that does that? There are different websites, you know, there are different websites all over the world. It just depends on where the collector is most comfortable putting up their books. Hmm. But for big, 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 big books, you know, there are certain websites where you would go to. And not everybody can put their book up on a website. You know, you kind of have to be reputable. Uh, they do check on you. You know, they check all of these things. You know, I can't just put a book up there and decide, okay, I'm going to sell. There is their law process. <laughs> What, uh, Dr. Shreefer, what do you think of NFTs and how does that relate to comic books and this industry? I think NFTs are amazing. I think, you know, I'm also, when it comes to, you know, the world going digital, that's the next step. Definitely, NFTs are the way to go. Um, if, you, if you would ask me, I'd say that's the future of comic books, it's NFT. I'm not so worried. I'm not really worried about, you know, things going digital and people reading online. I think, you know, that's just the way of the world right now. But mm. NFTs, yes. So, Everybody should get it on NFTs. <laughs> brilliant. So in what capacity? So basically the comic book itself, the vintage one, can have a smart contract and you can basically have a smart contract that can sell that comic book or you can have NFTs of these characters that's separate to the comic book. You can do both. Yeah, you can do both. You can have, you know, you can even make up your own comic books and have them just NFT. You know, you can have a an original comic book itself and you can NFT that, mm. you know, NFT is not always digital. You can always link that contract to an actual comic book that you have. Mm. So, yeah, I was NFTs are the way to go. They're the future. Is it something you're going to look to incorporate in your business? Yes, we are looking into that right now. So. Okay, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't think too much, but yeah. Uh, so interesting. It's good to get a flavor of, of what's in store for the industry, but also specifically what's happening in this region and Dubai. You mentioned at the start of the conversation about PopCon. Uh, that's, I think, coming up quite soon uh, in Dubai. Can you yes. talk a bit about that? Oh, yeah. So that is... Um... It's going to be from the 10th to the 13th of this month. It's going to be in Expo City in partnership with um, Dubai Economy and Tourism. And it's not just one event. It's PopCon and it's Games Expo happening at the same time under the umbrella of the eSports Festival. <laughs> so it's a huge event coming up. And there are going to be celebrities, as you know, We've got Chris Hemsworth coming. We've got Kit Harrington coming, Millie Alcock. Like the lineup is huge. So we are so excited for that. My cafe will be there so people can come and they can, you know, uh, try out the drinks. Right now we just have, we're mo mostly focused on drinks, you know, and then we've got one or two desserts. Um, so we're launching with those. Um, it's going to be crazy, like um, crazy fun, crazy fun. Yeah. 
it's not just the big names. I think we're, we've all been waiting for a Comic-Con for so long. You know, Dubai hasn't had one since COVID. And, okay. you know, it's, yeah, we haven't had, you know, a physical Comic-Con since COVID, except for the one that happened in Abu Dhabi, but Dubai hasn't. And it's been a long time coming. So, you know, you know, we're back and we're back with PopCon and uh, we've got big names and it's going to it's going to be great. Amazing. So PopCon or is it a similar like Comic-Con or it's a, it's the same thing, just different name? Um, so it's a different IP. Okay, different management. But basically, um, pretty much the activities are the same. You know, you have celebrities coming. You know, it's a, it's a convention. So it's like any Comic-Con convention. You have celebrities coming. They do autographs. They take pictures with people. You have, you know, all these artists there, you know, displaying their work. You have international artists there, local artists there. Um, you've got people selling comics, people selling Funko Pops. Anything pop culture related will be at this convention. Interesting. And your cafe, so you're doing drinks and then uh, sweets or desserts as well. It's Are they things that you make yourselves in the cafe and... Yeah, how's that going? So all the drinks are made in the cafe. Um, we outsource maybe one or two. Um, and they're all inspired by, you know, superheroes. So they've got really catchy, funky names. And then I try to think, okay, I want to make this drink. If I was a superhero, you know, what color would my drink be? What would I taste like? You know, what's the overall mood and feel of the drink? So I take my inspiration from there. And then come up with the recipes and then we serve them to you guys. <laughs> Amazing. So <laughs> if people want to ch check you out, they can obviously go to your place in City Walk. But if they're passing by Expo City on the 10th to the 13th, they'll find you there too. I think for for to be very clear, so City Walk, you know, the cafe, we're, we're all going to be at the convention. Mm. So the cafe is going to be uh, at uh, the expo, it's going to be at Expo City from the 10th to the 13th. All mm -hmm. the other days you can come to City Walk, but I mean, like, you know, all everybody's going to be there, the whole team. So it's not something I wanted my team to miss. We're all we're all going. <laughs> we're all going to Expo. Yeah. Everybody from the cafe, we're, we're all going to be there. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, thanks for telling us about that. And it sounds like exciting to link in, uh, you know, the esports and the gaming as well. Uh, sounds like a very cool uh, thing and you know for a lot of people they wouldn't have been to expo either since uh although the expo city's been open at, uh, for a few months anyway they haven't been back since the expo 2020 so it could be a cool thing to go to and what's sort of next uh for you what do you think uh you know what what's your sort of roadmap for speedy comics and uh, how are you looking at things kind of post pandemic and now with the cafe open well, for now, we've just opened the cafe. I want to add, you know, a few, few, a few food items because, you know, it's just like, it's sweets on sweets. We, we need some like other, I'm going to be adding some, you know, sandwiches and stuff like that. My goal is we open up more branches, you know, and then we have like, you know, spinoffs of Speedy Cafe, like, you know, want to open up like a, a taco, uh, a taco truck, you know, <laughs> want to have uh, like different kinds of food, you know, all the stuff that I like to eat. I want to have a separate food truck for each one of those, you know, that's my plan, you know, in different places and different concepts. I don't want the same restaurant in every, in like more than one branch. Like each branch should have its own theme, its own concept. 
you know, just to make it fun and interesting. So you definitely, from a business point of view, you'd be kind of pushing the F&B side of it a bit more as well. We'll see how that goes because, you know, two months is, you know, very new in the market. Let, yeah. Let's, let's, let's see. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, but, you know, your core market you think would be Dubai or would you go to another Emirate or would you look to other countries in the future as well? Definitely. We, the plan is to go international. Uh, but as of right now, you know, happy with Dubai. Happy with Dubai. Brilliant. Uh, well, thank you so much for telling us about this. I really like the story, really like the journey. And I've also learned a bit about comics. So appreciate that. And uh, and yeah, a great story. And definitely we'll check out your venue soon. Well, you come to my cafe. Your cafe, yeah. At Expo. Yeah, come there, you know. I'll let you try like every drink on the menu. We have like 25. <laughs> How many? And then I'll we have a lot we have like you really get 25 30 drinks you know okay. <laughs> people have my friends and family have stopped coming to the cafe because every time they come i'm like drink this tell me what you think drink that what do you think tell me give me your honest opinion is it good is it bad they're like i'm like try this one try that one they're like no we can't enough yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah it's good and it's great that it's just open i guess you you know you would be looking for people to do reviews and you'll be posting on social media and sort of growing it that way as well yes brilliant all right dr Reed, pleasure talking to you this morning thank you for uh being you know uh bubbly and being full of energy uh, it's good for a podcast i appreciate it and uh yeah looking forward to checking out speedy comics soon yeah i look forward to seeing you there thank you so much thanks a lot thank thanks you lot. take care That was an engaging conversation. I learned a lot and I hope you did too. I want to thank our sponsors, Evest, who bring the show uh, to you guys. Uh, without them, it wouldn't be possible. Also, thank you to the geniuses behind the scenes, Shahir and Ali, who uh, go, put, go to great lengths to put this together every week. Uh, they produce it, they find the guests, and when guests pull out at the last minute, like happened today, Shahir worked his magic uh, with his contacts and uh, brought together this really fascinating conversation uh, so thank you to those guys. Uh, you will be able to listen uh, on all the podcast apps, uh, mainly on Apple and Rami and Spotify. Uh, we have a very cool, shiny new app on Smashy. Uh, you'll search it on the Android or App Store. You'll be able to watch the interview in full there. There is a subscription to watch the video, but you can get a 30-day free trial. And then you can also uh, watch on the browser as well. We're connecting it to most TVs. You can see it on a Sony TV or uh, any other smart TVs, Apple TV, you'll be able to see it there as well. Uh, so we're back again next week, 11 a.m. on Fridays with a new podcast. It'll go out in the afternoon then and uh, enjoy the week. <laughs>